1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Welcome, everybody, to this week's exciting
1: episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you kind of look like an 80s Michael Jackson with them glasses on, to be fair. <laughs> I think that's a pretty good MJ impersonation. It wasn't bad. It wasn't it's
1: better bad. than my Trump, isn't it?
0: Uh, your Trump wasn't bad either, uh, actually. So far, the impressions that you've done, I've been quite impressed.
1: <laughs> They're all right. Choose carefully. Yeah. <laughs> I felt the uh, the spirit of MJ today running through me. Yeah. To some level. Not, <laughs> not the full extent of MJ. You know, I only share my bed with my wife, so... Ooh. But the, uh, you know, the singing entertaining aspect of MJ is running through me today. Okay. So I'm pumped. I'm ready.
0: You're inspired. Yeah. Inspired by MJ.
1: Yeah. Like uh, I had that song of his stuck in my head earlier. Uh, you know the one where it's, it's like a uh, uh, skinhead, deadhead, everybody dog poo. That one. He doesn't say dog poo. <laughs> <yet>. It sounds, <laughs> you know the one I'm yeah, talking about. It sounds like dog poo.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shamona. Need more coffee
1: mm.
0: oh see so you you have two drinks today some coffee and water
1: yeah yeah I had uh coffee to give me some energy yeah which I clearly have it's, you it's do running, now, yeah it's running through my veins and then a little bit of lemon water just to balance me out a little bit yeah. keep me refreshed keep the uh, the vocal cords going and getting on that healthy lifestyle yeah yeah day four of my new diet and it's going all right it's I've I've fought all temptations so for the people watching on YouTube in the next few months you'll hopefully start to see me shrink down and the weight's going to drop off yeah
0: yeah I hope so Speaking of um, the YouTube side of things, uh, I kind of got to apologise for the uh, quality of the video last week. We had an epic camera fail. This little GoPro two weeks ago, unfortunately, one of my GoPro Hero 8s, it came up with a red light of death. Mm. And I had to use a couple of substitute cameras, or I tried a couple of substitute cameras. They didn't really work, so I've bought two brand new face cams. This is the first time that we're trying them out. Nice. So he is hoping. Yeah. Fingers crossed we get some good video quality back Um, because, yeah, it really annoyed me. Last week's episode, uh, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours editing it, um, and it didn't come out right. I had to re-render it several times, and in the end I just kind of gave up and went, oh, that's going to have to do. Yeah, I know it's not perfect. I do apologise. But
1: You did say you'd done everything you could to try and make it better. Yeah,
0: but but unfortunately what I had to do was spend money. Yes. (laughs) Yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> I should probably reimburse you for some of that. To be fair, uh, well, <laughs> they're not
0: cheap. You're not getting your hands <laughs> on my camera. <laughs> Keep grubby little mitts off. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about today, Josh?
1: Well, my friend, today. Oh, I shouldn't say today. The last couple of weeks, I've been really getting into cults. You, <laughs> you, what? Has joined one? No, no, that would be illegal in some countries. Um, no, I I just so just getting interested in them then. Not, yeah, not, not getting into a cult. Yeah, no. sorry. <laughs> probably ph- phrased that a bit wrong, didn't I? Yeah. No, I I find the whole idea of of cults very interesting. Yeah. And what actually got me first kind of obviously we we know that there's cults and they have existed. There's the famous ones like uh, the Manson family and stuff. But it was actually one that was kind of more recent where. I've forgotten her name, which isn't a great start. But do you remember there was that old show like Supergirl or Superwoman yeah. or something? There was an actress in that that has been sent to prison for being involved in a like a sex cult, oh, right. where they were like branding people, and it was a big terrible thing. It made the news, and it was it went to court and stuff. Was it some and... weird kind of S and M cult or something? Was it? I'm not too sure. I think it was more about um, like. I don't know, like orgies and things and like right. weird kind of like trafficking and oh yeah, right, that that okay. kind of thing. Um, but it just kind of piqued my interest where I was like, How how can that exist in like today's culture yeah like yeah. it seems and the stuff that was going on with it is is nuts so we might even cover it one day who knows so yeah. um but it, it got me into the idea of doing a, a cult episode today okay so i'm gonna go back to the book where we we done Rendlesham forest but this is a different book so i will just say same author yeah leo Moynihan and sam pilger And I've actually found this book on cults a lot better than the paranormal one. Because as we said, the paranormal book, it was kind of written in a way of like... Like they didn't really believe it themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Whereas this is all fact. This all actually happened. Yeah. So I flicked through the book and I've gone for the two cult stories that really tickled my teats. So I thought I'd share them today. Well... (laughs) Let's, let, let's all join in, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Don't join the cult. <laughs> Don't join the cult, because this one is still active to present day, supposedly. Oh, <laughs> not, not in a country that's illegal, then, I would imagine. Um, this is Japan. Right. So, I mean, we do have a couple downloads in Japan. So...
0: We do. We do have some, some audience in Japan.
1: Yeah. So, let's get started. This one is the cult of Um Shinriko. Aum? Um? Aum Shinrikyo. Yes. (laughs) I've set myself up for failure already. I think you have, yeah. Going
0: for Japan, that was was a a bad life choice.
1: Yeah, yeah, you'll have to bear with me uh, for this one because I've already read through this and uh, there's a few words and names that I am 100% going to get wrong, so I apologise in advance. So let me take you to Japan. This started off in... Well, the actual cult started off in 1987, and the leader, the cult leader, is Shoko Asahara.
0: Oh, Shoko Asahara.
1: Yes. yes, which is a very Japanese name. It is, yeah. Uh, I'm, it could be Soko, but I'm going to say Shoko because there's an H in there. So on a spring morning in 1995, hundreds of people set off on the Tokyo subway, just like the start of any other day. What happened next sent shockwaves around the world. Five cars on three subway lines had been infiltrated with the liquid nerve agent Sarin, killing 13 people and affecting thousands. The worst domestic terrorist attack ever carried out on Japanese soil. Who would perpetrate such an awful crime and why? Suspicion soon fell on a seemingly obscure religious group. Its name was Shiriko. I think I'm saying that Uh, right. (laughs) Shinrikyo. Yeah. So just a a little backstory on the cult leader. So he was born partially blind and he attended a specialist school because I'm not going to read the whole paragraph because I don't want to go into the whole background. I'm Um, doing book dives at the moment. No, no, no. (laughs) So he was suffering with congenital glaucoma And Asahara was partially blind and attended a specialist school. He was reportedly a very bad student with bullying classmates, stealing money. Um, But he graduated in 1977 and he actually decided to try and turn his life around and go down the acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine route. Okay. So that's just a little backstory going into what's about to kick off because obviously he's got like a little small background of Chinese medicine. Even though he's Um, Japanese? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of Japanese medicines. I'm guessing Chinese medicine is known around Asia. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Maybe we should just call it Asian medicine. Asian medicine. So having moved to Tokyo, he began to study astrology, But in 1982, Asahara had his first notable run-in with the police when he was caught and fined for violating drug laws and practicing pharmacy without a license. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. Big, big crime there. Uh, It was around this time that Asahara turned to religion. His first belief stemmed from Agonshu, a Japanese Buddhist section that brought three modes of the religion together, which is Northern Buddhism, Southern Buddhism, and (laughs) Vajarana. Can't help you with that one. No, no. I'm just going with what I think it says. Um, From his small one-bedroom apartment in the city, Asahara began conducting yoga sessions. And in time, he claimed to have attained nirvana, having released images of himself seemingly levitating. Ah, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah, okay. So he began to procure followers who would attend his talks on his own acquisition of psychic powers. By 1987, Asahara had called his growing group Um Shinriko. It means supreme truth.
0: Right, okay.
1: So taking elements from Buddhism, Hinduism, and Christianity, Asahara saw his number of members swell to 1,300 people, which is quite impressive. Respectable, yeah. With growing interest as well. So he began to preach regularly, claiming to be Buddha, a reincarnation of Shiva, the Hindu god of destroying evil, and the Christ Messiah, messenger of God. Right. <laughs> Already, you can kind of tell this guy's kind of lost the plot. Yeah. And all whilst being partially blind as well. Yeah. Yeah, with glaucoma. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, yeah. It's quite a resume. So his aim, he told his members of his cult, was to build the mythical state of Shambhala a utopian kingdom. Right. He wrote books on the subject, hang on, how does he write books when he's blind? What? Because surely it would have to be in braille or someone would have to do it for him.
0: most blind people aren't like 100% blind. You know, they don't just see black. It means that they have blurry vision or tunnel vision or Mm. something like that, or they might have blind spots so they can only see around the edges. And it doesn't stop you being able to learn to read and write.
1: No, but I would think that that would be a massive challenge for someone. If I mean, he's got followers, he could get
0: them to do the writing down. All he's got to do is dictate, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> I just, My sceptical hippo eyes just came out for a second. I
0: think they did, yeah.
1: Um, so he wrote books on the subject and in time created communities where he indoctrinated, said it right, both male monks and female nuns who lived isolated lives while promising them that in time they could also become Buddhas. Okay. It gets nuts. Oh, I should also mention, disclaimer, there's murder. Um, Uh, We've already mentioned the murder. It was 13 people on a a train car. Oh, I mentioned it at the start. (laughs) I was meant to put a disclaimer before. (coughs) Oh, dear. I'm not very good with disclaimers. We we know that already. In 1989, the religious cult earned official status as a religious group and quickly saw its numbers and bank balance rise. Popular with students and elite universities who were drawn to the group and its leader's promise of enlightenment. Less pressurized lives, the group's membership grew from 4,000 in 1988 to 10,000 in 1992, and then peaked at reported 60,000 worldwide by 1995. That's impressive. (laughs) It's very impressive, isn't it? Particularly in the age before the internet. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, I keep banging the table, sorry. It's right, every week. Yeah, see, if it's not the microphone, it's the table. Um, <laughs> while the group and Asahara urged followers to reject materialism, large financial donations were made, and former members have spoken about strange financial gains made by Shinriko, including the sale of locks of Shinara's hair and his bathwater. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That is nuts. Some isn't people it? buy anything, wouldn't they? Yeah, there was that woman that was selling her bathwater and making, like, hundreds of thousands, like some model or whatever. It's nuts to me. Someone on eBay sold Harry Styles' fart in a jar, did not (laughs) they? I'd want certificate proof that it was (laughs) Harry Styles' (laughs) fart. Because I imagine if you're like, that's definitely not Harry. I imagine his farts smell like um, maybe watermelon sugar. I don't know. Maybe (laughs) something nice. I think he's got a nice, clean nought. So one former member. <laughs> I'm on one today. I've had too much coffee. One former member admitted to spending almost ten thousand yen. I y- guess yen. No, it must be dollars. It says dollars, but it's in probably. Japan, so. Well,
0: yeah, it would be. It would probably the currency probably would have been yen, but the equivalent of ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. It should have been like a million, 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 billion yen. Or yeah. <laughs>
1: Sort that out, Japan. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I remember watching Squid Game, and the guy was like, oh, have you got 10000 for the bus? And I'm like, 10000 Yeah, but it's like a fiver. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, sort that out. It's ridiculous. So he spent almost $10,000 on a vial of the leader's blood, which he drank as part of an initiation... The group published books and magazines and used Japanese animation and large advertisement campaigns to articulate their message. They claim to offer members cures for physical ailments and tips for a healthier lifestyle and for improving intelligence and positivity. And there's a little picture there. <laughs> Should I hold it up? There's a little picture. Uh, you can you can, you hold can, it up. Knock oh, ah. the mic. Uh, there's a little picture there where they're all wearing masks oh, of the, yeah. leader, the leader's face. Well, that's kind and of they, a bit like money heist. Yeah, those masks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> while moving away from traditional, seemingly old-fashioned modes of religion, Shinriko became one of Japan's fastest-growing religious entities. In time, however, rumors of a murkier nature began to materialize. Talk of heavy drug use, shock therapy, and the extortion of donations became louder. And allegations of violence and even murder became rife amongst the group. One member who wanted to leave suddenly disappeared, and it was said that he had been killed by the group's hierarchy. Oh. In 1989, anti-cult lawyer Tosumi Sakamoto had started a class-action lawsuit against Umshiriko, which he hoped would see them go bankrupt. In November of that year, the lawyer, his wife, and their infant son went missing from their home near Tokyo. Police could not find the bodies, and while Sakamoto's colleagues publicly aired their suspicions of the group, no legal action was taken. Shady. Yeah. I mean, that's at this point, he's got, what, 60,000 members worldwide. So yeah. that's a lot of people. So this is... Disclaimer, the mass murder part of it. By the early 1990s, the cult and its leader had become increasingly aggressive, their message more and more deadly. Convinced that the world was soon to end, Asahara took from the Christian Bible preaching that Armageddon was coming and that only members of his group would survive an impending World War Three. I mean, World War Three has been mentioned for years now. It still hasn't happened yet. Though, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> uh, the group's numbers had grown Internationally. But when Asahara and 23 of his group tried but failed to gain political traction in elections in 1990, they blamed the Freemasons and the Jews for their failure and began to turn their focus from being a religious entity to a mit- military- militarized one. Is that right? Militarized. Yeah, militarized, yeah. Uh, why is, out of all the Japanese words, fine, Sakamoto so- um, nailed it. An English word struggled. Struggled, yeah. Asahara started to focus on the impending war with the USA. The group built strongholds in the Japanese countryside that included small factories in which scientists.
0: So, uh, oh, the impending World War III that still didn't happen.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were planning for it. Um, it. Sounds like they
0: wanted to start it, to be fair.
1: <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, they actually acquired 300 scientists. It says here. Acquired. Yeah. Uh, Or recruited, sorry. Not acquired. Recruited. 300 scientists. They began to create a chemical stockpile. In 1992, a medical mission was sent to Zaire. Zaire? In Africa. Zaire, yeah. God damn it. Why did I pick this? (laughs) In Africa, under the ruse that it was helping to combat the Ebola outbreak. But in reality, those scientists were there to obtain and harbor the disease. They were unsuccessful, but in 1993, the group began to secretly manufacture the nerve agent sarin. Asahara ordered that it should be tested at a sheep farm in Western Australia, where it killed 29 animals. It was now time for them to use it. Ooh, weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Well, sort of. (laughs) Poison gas. Weapons of mass sheep destruction. 29 yeah. animals. So, Um Shinriko, that's getting so annoying to say, Um Shinriko. It keeps popping up. Shinri, I'm just going to call the cult Shinriko or the cult. Uh, the cult's aim was to overturn <laughs> the government and assassinate figures who were against them. In June 1994, a chemical attack on the city of Matsumoto near the home of the three opposing judges killed eight people. The police had no evidence to charge Asahira or any of the cult members, but at the start of 1995, three murders of members who were thought to be spies or opposed to the hierarchy put Asahira under suspicion. Having been tipped off that the police were planning raids on his premises, Asahira hoped to divert their attention and order the attack on the Tokyo subway. On the morning of March 20th, 1995, 13 people were killed, 54 were seriously injured and a reported 6,000 members of the public were affected when bags of sarin on five different trains leaked their poison. An outraged nation demanded justice. The hunt was on for Asahira. I keep saying Asahira and Asahara. (laughs) Asahara and his cult. I promise you, the next story is going to be so much easier. Um <laughs> now on the run the group You're struggling with english already <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> oh too much coffee i just don't know what's going on on the run the group continued its murderous campaign unsuccessfully attempting to release hydrogen cyanide in several train stations the police were under huge pressure to make arrests while members were charged with other crimes It was not until May 16th that Asahara was found hiding within the wall of a building, along with several other cult members. He was charged with the subway attacks. I'm not going to show you the picture of the incident. Oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll keep that one to ourselves. So we're almost there. So by now, due to raids on many of their factories, the scale of the group's activities became clear. Explosives, chemical weapons a Russian military helicopter, and enough stockpiles of sarin to kill 4 million people were found. Wow. That is insane. That is. Once charged, members admitted to many murders, including that of the lawyer of Tutsimi Sakamoto and his family. After a huge trial, Asahara was found guilty and sentenced to death alongside 12 other members, The hunt continued for others responsible and as late as 2012, another perpetrator called Katsuya Takahashi was caught and sentenced to life in prison for his part in the attack. Hmm. Asahara was executed in 2018 and Umshuriko is still classified as a terrorist group by US authorities, believed to be active underground, still to this day. Oh, right, still going. A former spokesman for the group, Fumihiro Joyu started a splinter group called Hikari Nowa, which means "Circle of Rainbow Light," and has distanced himself from the former cult and its murderous past. I mean, well, he just started his own cult. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. But it's technically not a cult because he said it's it's a proper religion this time. Yeah. Um, Would you like a little fact on the siren? Yes, go for it. So, the deadly agent used by Shinriko in the Tokyo attack was first discovered in 1938 by German scientists. But fearing similar retaliation, Adolf Hitler refused to use it in World War II in 1950. Oh, I should say, in World War II. In 1950. (laughs) World War II wasn't in the 1950s. In 1950, NATO nations and the Soviets adopted it as a chemical weapon. I'm not going to read the other bit, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair <laughs> enough. So that is the story of Um Shinriko. Yeah. Which is an interesting one. I liked it anyway. Well, yeah, it t- tickled my teats. A lot of murder in there, but having four millions people, well, it, enough sound to Saren kill. to
0: kill four million people. That's, that's yeah. It is nuts. That definitely put you on the most wanted list.
1: Yeah. And it makes Because I'm already a bit sceptical. I've always wanted to go to Japan, but I have been told by several people that they do not like people with tattoos. Oh because no no no! no. Most
0: of Asia is like that. To be fair,
1: yeah. There's a <clears throat> apparently you have to cover it up. Everything you do, if, even if you go to the gym, I, I would have to wear gloves and a turtleneck and stuff, yeah, yeah. like in a like a Russian hat because I've got tattoos on the side of my head and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty nuts there because it is the it's to do with the Yakuza and stuff, isn't it? They... Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, just a, a lot of Asian company countries just frown on tattoos in general. The, 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 yeah, they don't like it.
1: Yes. Yeah, well, I'm gonna take you to the second cult story I've got, and we're gonna go, we're gonna fly across the world and go from Japan to Canada.
0: Oh, right, the way around the world, then, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose for them it's just round the corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, the Pacific is pretty big, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought I'd leave America alone this week. Hey! So you get a break this well, week. Americans, Americans. cheering. Yay, yeah. Yeah.
0: Pick on the Japanese.
1: Now, Canadians, yeah, cause, yeah, they won't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, poor old Japanese at the moment. They, they're going through it, aren't they, with tsunamis again. Oh, yeah. and, oh, so, heart out to... Also, Elliot, if you're not our Elliot, as in polar bear, as oh. in my friend Elliot, oh, right. who's a Japanese... He's now a doctor in Japan. Right. I messaged him like two weeks ago to see if he was safe and if he was all right. And I haven't heard back from him, so. Oh, if, Elliot, are you all right? Are you all right? Let me know, please. Let me know. I've sent you a message on Messenger. If you're all right, let me know, because I'm generally worried. Like I, I've tried reaching out to a few people, and I've not heard anything. Oh. So yeah, and I know he obviously is a doctor. In. He might be just busy at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he could be. <laughs> with the amount of what's going on, he could yeah. be very busy. Oh,
0: also, we 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 we've almost forgotten again. We have to shout out to Nick, oh, hello, our friend Nick. Nick. Hello, Nick. Um, he's been a fan of the podcast for a couple of months now, and he, he said, you know, as soon as he he, he started listening to us, that he, he wanted to shout out. Well, he, he watches on YouTube So, Hello, Nick. A little yes. wave as well.
1: There you go, <laughs> mate. There we go. Right, I think I think we're up to date. Up to up date. date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not going to read the the murder before it happens. Oh, good. Yeah. So, I'm just going to go into the story. Ah, oh, you know, what I said about words being easier in this story. Yeah.
0: It's ca- Canada, well, it's, it's, but it's all French now, isn't mate,
1: it? It's Quebec, Canada. So, yeah, Quebec, yeah. There's some <laughs> French names in here now. God damn it. Right. Uh, so until French kids. So, Rock Theraholt was born. <laughs> I don't think it's Theraholt, but. The
0: Rock I Theraholt... It's probably
1: just Theroux. <laughs> like, yeah, it probably is. Rock, yeah, we'll just call him through just in case. I'm not sure. So Rock Threw was born in May 1947 in Sigourney, Quebec, to French Canadian parents. He dropped out of school in the seventh grade at 13 years old and never managed to hold down a job for long. He read the Old Testament of the Bible, developed a doomsday obsession, and began to believe the world would soon end. Common theme, yeah. It does common, seem to be a theme common theme with theme. cults yeah. here, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and we'll just drink this potion, and kill ourselves before it happens and mm.
1: ascend. And interesting how the other cult that I mentioned, uh, they went from being Buddhists to more extreme. Yeah. And then it says he had a, a religious uh background there, a testament of the old Bible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. and now he's obsessed with the world ending. Hmm. Connecting I'm not a detective, but I think we've connected some dots there. Yeah. Funny, because the world ending isn't even in the Old Testament. Is it not? So, no. How strange.
0: It's a, revelation mm. a part of the New Testament, I believe. So.
1: Have some of that. <laughs> 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 Dropping Debunked. Re- <laughs> 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 Dropping religious knowledge. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so he be- developed a doomsday obsession and began to believe the world was going to end. He later became a member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I think I said that right. Adventist, yeah. By 1977, Theroux was living... That's definitely not Theroux, but I'm running with it now. Theroux was living in Santa Marie, Quebec, and had come to believe he was a prophet and the people's saviour. Despite his later crimes, his followers spoke about his overwhelming charisma and powerful motivational speaking which he used to convince a small group of nine women, four men, and four children to establish a commune with him in Woodland, just outside the city. He told the group they could live a life free of sin and worry, enjoy true equality and happiness, and prepare for the moment in February 1979 when he had been told by God that the world would end. Right. Right, okay. Uh, We're a
0: few years past that now, and uh, Hmm. it still hasn't happened. Yes. Well, in fairness, they probably just wanted to be homesteaders anyway.
1: Yeah, maybe they wanted to live off the grid or something. Yeah. After only a year, the cult hiked farther into the woods to an even more remote location at St. Joe's in the Gatsby Peninsula, which Theroux called Eternal Mountain. There, his followers built some cabins, and as they worked while he watched and refused to help, <laughs> 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 great leader there. He said they looked like worker ants on a hill and named them the Ant Hill Kids. Oh, yeah, I probably should have mentioned that at the start. We're doing the Ant Hill Kids.
0: <laughs> I, I did say uh, the Ant Hill French Kids. Or something oh, like you that, did? Just, okay. Just before you started, yeah, because I was not sure if
1: you'd said it or not. Well, they are now officially known as the Ant Hill Kids. Fair enough. When the world did not end in February 1979, as predicted... Theroux told his followers it would still happen. Oh, what... <laughs> that's a running theme as well, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? 2012! Yeah. <laughs> and... <laughs> and what they needed to do now was expand their group. To that end, Theroux convinced all nine female members to marry him and let him impregnate them, which would eventually produce a total of 22 children. As the commune grew in size... Theroux began to assert more control over it. It's a good job they're off-grid. He'd never afford to bring up two kids. (laughs) No, not in this economy. (laughs) Uh, The self-proclaimed prophet forbade his followers to have any contact with friends and family on the outside as it would dilute their relationship with him and with God. He then said they could only talk to one another with his permission. Oh, my good grief. The women were all made to wear matching tunics. Yeah. Do you want to remind me what a tunic is?
0: Well, just clothes. You know, just a simple, oh. a simple like, clo- uh, simple clothes. Like, something oh. you just throw over your head. And, I was you know. kind of uh,
1: thinking of the Julius Caesar, like, robes kind of thing. Oh, uh, is that similar? Similar, yeah.
0: The tunic would be the thing that you wear underneath the robes.
1: If you know what I mean? Oh, okay. It is literally like just, just yeah, basic. It's like a t-shirt sort of, but oh, okay. a lot
0: longer. Yeah, one-piece, um, yeah,
1: garment. Because I think I thought of uh, turmeric then instead of tunic, which is very different. Very, very different. Yeah. So, torture camp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they set up a co- torture camp. Yeah. So over time. <laughs> what, for the for the kids or. Well, let's get into it, my friend. So, over time, Theroux began to reveal an even darker and more psych- psychotic side to his nature. Exacerbated by his heavy drinking, he used torture. Hang on, why is he allowed to drink and be lazy? And he's still managing to convince all of these women and people to do all this stuff for him.
0: Because he's the leader.
1: This is nuts that people fall for this kind of yeah. crap. Oh, dear.
0: Right, so Weak-minded he. weak <laughs> minded
1: people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they must be. They must be the weakest of evil. This is insane to me. He used torture and violence to govern the commune and purify his followers. So he's violent towards them as well. Yeah. And they stick around. For any perceived transgression, he would beat his followers with a belt and a hammer or the blunt side of an axe. Kind. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And if a follower suggested they might want to leave, he would hang them from the ceiling and perform agonizing and degrading forms of torture on them. Followers would be forced to prove their loyalty by committing various sadistic and dehumanizing acts, such as breaking their own legs with a sledgehammer, (laughs) shooting each other in the shoulder, or cutting another follower's toes off with wire cutters. And and again, they stuck around. Yeah. What? It's
0: nuts, isn't it? it? It's beyond belief that people would actually... Well, one, do that to each other, and and two, yeah, like you say, stick around (laughs) in case that gets done to you.
1: Yeah. You can see why this story tickled my teats, can't you? Yeah. Theroux would also set up gladiatorial battles in which followers were forced to fight in a ring, sustaining broken bones and wounds before he chose to stop the violence. His own children were not protected from the abuse. There's a surprise. And if he believed they had misbehaved, punishments might include being held over hot ovens or nailed to trees while the other children threw rocks at them. (laughs) This is insane. Oh, my God. This is worse than Asahara. It is. Uh, The followers sold baked goods, smoked fish and maple syrup at the side of the road near the edge of the woods. And if they did not bring back enough money... Theroux would subject them to his torture regime. <laughs> oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: This guy is clearly insane. Yeah. I mean, even Because I mean, like one of the biggest cult leaders that I I can think of on the top of my head, obviously Charles Manson, but another mm. one is Jim Jones, who set up Jonestown and did the, you know, the big mass
1: suicide. Yeah, the Kool-Aid guy. Yeah. I mean, even he wasn't this crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's absolutely insane. Reading it again, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that happened. <laughs> this is nuts. So if they didn't make enough money, they would be tortured. tortured. (laughs) Mm, Fair enough. The abuse became so unrelenting that one of his wives left a two-month-old baby outside in a blizzard to freeze to death in the sub-zero temperatures to escape the horrific life he would endure growing up at the commune. That is insane as well.
0: Yeah, I suppose. It's not a nice way to do it, but I suppose it's a kindness to the kid, really. Mm.
1: So the children are saved in 1984. The group that now had numbered around 40 followers with 20 adults and 20 children moved to a new site in the woods of Burnt River, a hamlet in Ontario, just over 100 miles north of Toronto. They attracted some attention and soon the police and several agencies, including a representative from the Ministry of community and social services went to the commune to investigate there is a picture of one of the torture device things but oh, I no, won't show yeah. as soon as the vehicles arrived they could see people scatter and the only person who emerged was Rock Thoreau said Bob Galupu <laughs> G- Galup.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's his
1: name Bob <laughs> Yeah, oh, Bob, yeah, Bob. Bob. Yeah, police um, officer or, or something? From like that. the local Children's Aid Society. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bob. Good old Bob. Yeah, he also said, they seemed healthy enough. We didn't have any immediate concerns. They need a reason to take those kids away. You can't just go in with a gut feeling. It says his last name again, but I'm just going to say Bob. But Bob <laughs> also... <laughs> I don't even know what his last name is. I'm reading that as Gallop- Gallopoo, but... <laughs> I don't know. It's Just French. Go with
0: Bob. Carry on with so Bob.
1: Bob also admitted his gut feeling was that something was not right about the commune, and though Thoreau had been cautiously polite, he felt he was hiding something, and the agencies began to investigate the cult's past and keep a closer watch on the activities of the group. A year later, a whole year it took them. A him. year. Girl. A year later, they had received a number of other reports that the children were at risk, and returned to remove a total of seventeen youngsters. The mothers were given the chance to leave with their children, an opportunity most didn't take. Really? Said Bob. (laughs) Most of them decided not to because they were scared of him. So even with authorities there, they are scared of him. They were scared he would haunt their dreams and come after them and kill them because they were that brainwashed. Basically, he tortured everybody to get control over them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's all control techniques really, isn't it?
1: So, incredibly, Theroux faced no further action. The children's removal did nothing to temper his violent behavior. He became even more extreme and deluded, believing now he had magical healing powers and could perform intricate medical surgeries. (laughs) After Theroux sadistically killed uh, one of his wives, uh, Solange Ballard, in July 1989, um, Gabrielle... Le- Lavelli attempted to escape.
0: Oh dear! bet that didn't go very well.
1: <laughs> she had previously complained of toothache, only for Theroux to remove eight of her teeth with pliers. <laughs> oh, nice! Among other forms of mutilation, she had suffered at his hands. But Lavelli was quickly caught by Theroux, who took her back to the commune, removed one of her fingers, and amputated her arm. The following month, on August 16th, Lavelli made another attempt to escape, and this time was successful, hitchhiking her way to a hospital near Toronto. The truth was now finally... You only need one thumb for that. Yeah, yeah, Good job we didn't amputate both arms. She'd be stuffed. <laughs> Never getting a lift now. Yeah. Oh, it's just a woman at the side of the road. Good day to him. <laughs> Canadians are friendly as well, so she would have gone nowhere. Um, (laughs) the following month on August 16th Lavelli made another no I've read that (laughs) hitchhiking away to near Toronto the truth was now now, yeah yeah. yeah. so the truth was now finally revealed about the horrors uh, occurring at the Ant Hill Kids Commune Theroux was found guilty of three counts of assault and one of unlawfully causing bodily harm for his attack on Laville, and sentenced to 12 years in prison in 1993, he was also found guilty of the murder of Bolard, and had his sentence upgraded to life in prison. The cult faded away, but not before Theroux had fathered four more children with his followers on conjugal <laughs> visits in prison. Really? Oh,
0: you're joking.
1: And there is a happy ending to this. He definitely had a lot of happy endings. <laughs> yes, yeah, he did. But this justice was served. Death sentence. Well, on February 26th, 2011, 63 year old Theroux was murdered in his cell at Dorchester Penitentiary by his cellmate Matthew McDonald. Go, Matt. That's also a singer, I'm Is sure. That... No, I'm thinking of Michael McDonald. Michael McDonald, yeah. That was the song I showed you the other Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, My- Matthew McDonald, who stabbed him in the neck before telling a guard. Oh, we're gonna, you're going to have to get your beeps out because I've got a quote here. Oh, okay then, yeah. That piece... Uh, do you want me to censor it? I will. No, you say it. That piece of sugar is down on the range. Here's the knife. I've sliced him up good. McDonald, who was already serving a sentence for murder, <laughs> pleaded guilty to second-degree murder of Theroux and was sentenced to life in prison again. <laughs> so well, the- I guess he
0: knew he will not getting out anyway, so...
1: So there was a bit of justice at the end there, and they are the two cult stories that tickled my teats. Fair play. Yeah, they
0: were quite, they were quite interesting ones. Mm. I I've got to say, I've never heard of either of those. Oh, actually, I had heard
1: of the the Japanese um, guy, but I didn't really know much about the story of him. Mm. Um you'll, but, you'll notice as well through that podcast every name I mentioned changed two or three times. Yeah, I did notice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. <laughs> We're all perfectly pronounced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My Japanese was beautiful was during impecable. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. My French, not too bad. English, what Terrible. happened? What Terrible. happened? <laughs> So yeah, that's all I got for you on my two little cult stories. But we probably will do more cult stuff in the future. Yeah, we could do. Yeah. I just felt like we needed something a bit dark and, you know, a bit culty. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Well, I'm. I, I guess we put it to the scale. Ah yes, like, yes. The yes. paranormality <laughs> scale. Hmm.
1: I don't really like cults. No. <laughs> <laughs> the stories weren't nice either. No. They're, they're believable. Mm. Well, they did
0: happen, yeah, yeah. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it was a fact. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of really the only thing they've got going for them.
1: I mean, you've got murder, you've got multiple wives, you've got poison, you've got two different countries. So, we're, yeah. we're going across the globe to yeah. today, you know, it's inclusive. Yeah. Um, You had a a blind cult leader or partially blind cult leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, it's Um, got some elements in there. Armless woman. Oh, yes, yeah. Had an arm amputated, some mutilation, you know. The kids were saved in the end. From that Uh, place, yeah. Yeah, and he was murdered in prison. So there was justice as well.
0: And now the cult has folded and is, is no more. Yes. So that is a good result.
1: We can't say that for the first story. That's supposedly.
0: No, no. Yeah, like you say, allegedly, still about, mm, still doing stuff. But that makes
1: it more mysterious.
0: Yeah. Is yeah. So. A... Um, well, <laughs> I, like I say, I don't like cults, but they are fascinating. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. They are. So I'm going to give them a flat seven.
1: A flat seven? Yeah. I was also thinking the sevens. But I found that second story to be one of the craziest stories I've ever read and heard. Yeah. Um, Even parts of it still shocked me reading it through the second time. So for that factor, I'm going to give it a 7.9. Oh, fair enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that gives us a 7.45 average then.
1: Yes, I believe that is correct. (laughs) Like you did the (laughs) maths. No, I did, I swear. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, I I, I thought it was well-present. Well, well, it must have been well presented because you're just reading it from a book. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It saves my research, man. Yeah. I'm not going to do that too many times. The reason I've gone for the book and was a little bit lazy this week, although the stories, they are fascinating. Yeah. We just done... Oh, yeah, it'll be out by now, so I can say that. Uh, we've just done a, a massive two-parter on No. Yeah, yeah. And that was a lot of research, man. Yeah, that was like two long. days for me. And I think we nailed it, yeah. personally. You know, we haven't got any comments yet about it. but It, it hasn't was aired yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was such an intense research, and I wanted to get it so spot on that I just thought, this week I'm gonna be a little lazy and the research is already done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, it makes it easy. But probably, At the same time, there are two stories that I don't think a lot of people would have heard of. I don't so, think they would have, no. You know, and we have uh, we have said Leo Moynihan and Sam Pilger, fantastic little book there. So yeah. you know.
0: So uh if you at home are thinking of joining a cult. Mm, don't do it. Don't do it. If you're thinking Mm. of starting a cult... Mm, Don't do it. Again, Mm, don't 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 do it. Don't don't be fooled by the riches and and, and fame that it could potentially bring. Mm -hmm. They're they're not worth it. No. No, In the end, end, what happens to all these cult leaders is is not good.
1: Mm. And if you've joined a cult and someone is torturing your children and cutting your limbs off, Leave. Yeah. Don't don't stick around. Don't put up with that stuff. Yeah. And what's funny is, I will just say that second story. I don't know about you, but it got to the point where he was ripping teeth out and everything, and I can't believe it took for her arm to get amputated before that was the straw that broke the back. <laughs> like everything else. Oh yeah, that's all right. Torture the children. Do pull my teeth out. Well, he's cut my arm off. That's too far. I'm leaving. Ridiculous. Anyway, yes. Uh, Tune in next week, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Please do tune in. Um,
0: and uh, call to action, yes, yes. We uh, we decided that rather than overloading you guys with calls to action, join our discord, doing this, do that, do that, we're just going to do one, yeah. So, um, in fact, I'll do two. Gonna do, but this is, this is, you're going to like this. This is clever, yeah. right? Okay, so everybody, audio podcast, YouTube, mm-hmm. everyone, come and join our Discord. Okay, That's, that's all you got to do, yeah? And for the people on YouTube, watch the video that's just about to pop up now. Oh. Until next week, I've been Pirate. I'm Josh. This has been Paranormality UK. Ta-ta. Ta-ta!